Welcome back to Earth to Brit. We are at episode 13. And this week I decided to talk about the Enneagram. Uh, any psychology fans out there or just people in general who like to know every bit about yourself that you can know or other people um, and then just like combine it all, this is for you. So I'm into Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, human design, astrology. I take everything there is, especially if it has a good reputation, obviously, which all of those do. And I combine them into basically like one big picture so that I can better understand myself and everyone around me. And I love it because it doesn't, nothing will ever quite touch who you are because each person is, it sounds so lame, but so unique and different. You really are. Truly, we are all literally on, we can never happen again. And that's fascinating. And But to get to know just as much as possible, I love all of those things and more. But today I'm going to be focusing on the Enneagram. So if you're not familiar with this, buckle up because I will explain it. It's pretty fascinating and it's actually really popular. So I've, I don't know about number wise, like if Myers-Briggs is more popular or human design or what, but the Enneagram is actually very, they have a, there's a lot of people studying it and who are into it and it's, it's got a solid background. So this isn't like, I mean, for some of you, depending on where you're at in your journey, this might be woo woo, but it's not but it might seem like it. It just all depends on where you're at. But depending on it, no, you know what? No, regardless of that, stay tuned. Just like stay with me, hang out with me. Let me explain it. You don't have to get attached. You don't have to get unattached. Just let it be. And if by the end of this, you are more interested in finding out more information or you're less interested and you're just, you're not into it, that's totally fine. That's why I talk about different stuff every week. It's for everyone. Also, you never know like what you're going to be interested in or what's going to catch your, you know, what's going to make you perk up and go, oh, that sounds really good. So the Enneagram is a personality test. It's a typing system and it consists of five. Nope, that's a lie. Scratch that. (laughs) Not five, nine. It consists of nine different types. Everyone is considered to be one single type, but you it's possible to have traits belonging to other types, which makes sense. We're humans. We're very diverse. Um, it's not certain or clear, or there's not been any studies that have defined for sure and come up with an answer, but some people believe this is genetically determined, um, and it's basically like once you're born, that's it. Kind of, if you think about it, it's like kind of like astrology or human design. Like your time of birth, your place of birth, all of that matters, and it's that's it. Personality cannot influence it. It influences personality, if that makes sense. Whereas like human design, it's it's the, well, that's the same thing. Myers Briggs, that's what I'm thinking of. So Myers Briggs is different. It's like personality. Um, the nine types or Enya types, and fun fact, Enya means nine which you know science this makes sense it's super basic um are universally identified by the numbers one through nine these numbers have a standard way of being placed around the enneagram symbol which is a circle with a bunch of lines in the middle so i'm gonna post a couple links at the end of this episode and 
you guys will be able to see that and you can click on any one you want and I'm pretty sure they all show this symbol but if not maybe that's what I'll do as my social media post we'll see we'll see if I remember basically but it'll it'll get out there it'll be easy to find I'll either post it as that or later on in the comments um so some Enneagram authors have attached their own individual names to these numbers, but on the site, which is the eclectic site, which I will give you later in the show notes, they, um, they're used, they label them by uh, the type names. So number one is the reformer. If you're a number two, you're the helper. Number three, the achiever. Number four, the individualist. Number fives are the investigator. Number six, the loyalist. Number seven, the enthusiast. Number eight, the challenger. And number nine, the peacemaker. So people of are like, if you're in a certain type and then someone else is in a certain type, you can have several different characteristics that are like, what? Night and day. But then you can have so many that are the same. Um, but regardless, it's going to look different no matter what, because it depends a lot. Okay. So it depends on a lot of things and some of the bigger things that can kind of influence how it is perceived by others is level of mental health. So like unhealthy or neurotic people from a particular type can look so completely different from someone in the same type who is considered mentally healthy. Also, before I get into the different types and their descriptions, I wanted to give a little bit of, not background, but a reason why the Enneagram is a little bit different because it doesn't slot you into a box or color. So you get a number, but the personality typing, it looks deeper into that. It's based on your motives, fears, and desires, all of which are demonstrated by various behaviors depending on how healthy or secure you are. Like I said earlier, if you're neurotic or not neurotic, I hate that word because I've been probably because people tell me I'm neurotic all the time. But if you're healthy or unhealthy or if you're in a good spot or a bad spot, because we've all been healthy and we've all been unhealthy. So it's not like better or worse than it's just human nature. We're all human. We've all been through the cycle over and over again. So just let that go right now before we get into this. Because if you're holding on to that, I can't reach you. Okay, so let that go. Just show up, be vulnerable, and you're going to get something out of this. Um, so it could, it just depends on how, like, it depends on how healthy or secure you are. Or unhealthy and insecure, uh, at, which is at the other end. It looks at the sum of who you are, all the blind spots and bad habits we have when we're feeling insecure. But it also looks at our strengths and unique abilities when we are feeling secure and healthy in who we are. So it's really, it's it's quite thorough. So let's go ahead and get into the different types in order because it's easiest and it makes sense. Number one, the reformer perfectionists, responsible, fixated on improvement. People of this personality type are essentially looking to make things better as they think nothing is ever quite good enough. This makes them perfectionists who desire to reform and improve. Idealists who strive to make order out of the omnipresent chaos. Ones have a fine eye for detail. They are always aware of the flaws in themselves, 
others, and the situations in which they find themselves, which triggers their need to improve, which can be beneficial for all concerned, but which can also prove to be burdensome to both the one and those who are on the receiving end of the one's reform efforts. The one's inability to achieve the perfection they desire feeds their feelings of guilt for having fallen short and fuels their incipient anger against an imperfect world. Ones, however, tend to feel guilty about their anger. Anger is a bad emotion, and ones strive sincerely and wholeheartedly to be good. Anger is therefore vigorously repressed from consciousness, bursting forth in occasional fits of temper but usually manifesting in one of its many less obvious permutations impatience, frustration, annoyance, and judgmental criticality. For this reason, ones can be difficult to live with, but on the high side, they tend to be loyal, responsible, and capable partners and friends. Ones are serious people. They tend to be highly principled, competent, and uncompetent. Sorry, ones, your your perfect selves probably hate me right now. Let me say that again. Ones are serious people. They tend to be highly principled, competent, and uncompromising. There we go. They follow the rules and expect others to do so as well. Because they believe so thoroughly in their convictions, they are often excellent leaders who can inspire those who follow them with their own vision of excellence. Reform movements are frequently spearheaded by ones. Ones are often driven and ambitious and are sometimes workaholics. But whatever their professional involvement, they are definitely active, practical practical people who get things done. They are natural-born organizers, list makers who finish everything on the list, the last one to leave the office, the first one to return, industrious, reliable, honest, and dutiful. The relentlessness of their pursuit of the ideal can make ones tense people who have a hard time relaxing and who unnecessarily deny themselves many of the harmless pleasures of life. They tend to be emotionally repressed and uncomfortable with expressing tender feelings. They generally see emotionality as a sign of weakness and lack of control. They are seldom spontaneous. They have multiple interests and talents, however. They are self-reliant and seldom run out of things to do. Ones are often intelligent and independent and can easily mistake themselves for fives. But, unlike fives, ones are primarily people of action, not thought. Ones tend to worry and are prone to anxiety and can sometimes mistype as sixes, but they are far less affiliative than sixes and their standards are not reached by seeking consensus with a group. Finally, the relentless pursuit of perfection can take its toll and lead to depression. At such times, a one can mistype as a four, but fours have a tendency towards self-indulgence, whereas ones are self-denying. Fours are emotionally expressive. Ones are emotionally constrained. As a one, what do you need? You need to know what is expected of you so that you can act accordingly and excel. You want to know what is considered appropriate and to do things by the book to avoid making a mistake. You continuously strive for self-improvement and expect others to do the same. You always act in accordance with your high standards, moral beliefs, philosophies, and principles instead of basing your behavior on another person's rules. As a one, what do you avoid? You avoid impropriety, irresponsibility, high risks, and or extremes. Most importantly, you avoid expressing your anger, feeling that to do so is wrong or inappropriate. Underneath your attitude of moral superiority and need for correctness, you have a deep fear of being wrong, bad, 
evil, or corruptible. You prefer what is practical, grounded, and stable, and avoid appearing silly or frivolous to others. As a one, what is your virtue? Your integrity, wisdom, and adherence to sound procedure can bring clarity and guidance to a confused world. You are a true pioneer with the ability to envision utopia and the discipline to put in the hard work necessary to make it happen. Like a white knight, you are not afraid to act according to your strong convictions, even if your actions go against the belief of your parents, boss, or society. You have a special gift for teaching and you enjoy helping people learn and improve. As a one, your vice is resentment because you work so hard to repress your negative emotions. You feel that showing overt anger demonstrates a loss of control, so you suppress your wrath when others are not working as hard as you and don't feel the same level of responsibility that you do. At times, you can be self-righteous, overly strict and rigid. You can become irritable, nitpicking, and critical when others don't abide by your lofty moral code and need for procedures. Remember, the people think of you as a teacher, and the best teachers lead by example, not criticism. As a one, your attention goes outward to the environment, creating improvements, correcting imperfections, and righting what is wrong. In your search for what is perfect, you can become mired in details and lose sight of your original goal and intention. Often, it is more important to compete. Whoa. Back it up little bit of an error here which shows a part of who my number but starting that sentence over often it is more important to complete a task than wait for perfection as a one your spiritual journey is to reclaim a sense of serenity even flaws may have a purpose recognize that true perfection and spiritual growth will come to you when you realize that all things are inherently perfect just as they are famous type ones julie andrews john bradshaw tom brokaw susan brown miller william f buckley john calvin caesar chavez ong tang chong hillary clinton confucius crusades jane Curtin, angela davis michael Dukakis, mary baker eddy dr dean edel daniel ellsworth harrison ford jody foster barry goldwater al gore Lillian Hellman, Katherine Hepburn, Charlton Heston, Glenda Jackson, Peter Jennings, Joan of Arc, Samuel Johnson, Dean Jones, John Carey, Dr. Jack Kevorkian, Ted Koppel, Dr. Laura, Laura Kinney, Laura Linney, my bad, The Lone Ranger, Martin Luther, Nelson Mandela, Miss Manners, Thurgood Marshall, George McGovern, Arthur Miller, Ralph Nader, Leonard Nimoy, Gregory Peck, H. Ross Perrot, Sidney Poitier, Pope John Paul II, Emily Post, Colin Powell, Marilyn Quayle, Yitzhak Rabin, Ayn Rand, Tony Randall, Vanessa Redgrave, Donna Reed, Cliff Robertson, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bernard Shaw, Jean Siskel, Kenneth Starr, Martha Stewart, Peter Strauss, Margaret Thatcher, Emma Thompson, Harry Truman, Jack Webb, Joanne Woodward, Jane Wyman. Type 2, the helper. Helpers who need to be needed. People of this personality type essentially feel that they are worthy insofar as they are helpful to others. 
Love is their highest ideal. Selflessness is their duty. Giving to others is their reason for being. Involved, socially aware, usually extroverted. Twos are the type of people who remember everyone's birthday and who go the extra mile to help out a coworker, spouse, or friend in need. Twos are warm, emotional people who care a great deal about their personal relationships, devote an enormous amount of energy to them, and who expect to be appreciated for their efforts. They are practical people who thrive in the helping professions and who know how to make a home comfortable and inviting. Helping others makes twos feel good about themselves. Being needed makes them feel important. Being selfless makes twos feel virtuous. Much of a two's self-image revolves around these issues, and any threat to that self-image is scarcely tolerated. Twos are thoroughly convinced of their selflessness, and it is true that they are frequently genuinely helpful and concerned about others. It is equally true, however, that twos require appreciation. They need to be needed. Their love is not entirely without ulterior motive. Twos often develop a sense of entitlement when it comes to the people closest to them. Because they have extended themselves for others, they begin to feel that gratitude is owed to them. They can become intrusive and demanding if their often unacknowledged emotional needs go unmet. They can be bossy and manipulative, feeling entirely justified in being so because they have earned the right and their intentions are good. The darkest side of the type 2 fixation appears when the 2 begins to feel that they will never receive the love they deserve for all their efforts. Under such circumstances, they they can become hysterical, irrational, and even abusive. Because twos are generally helpful... (laughs) It happens in every number, so what's it going to be? Because twos are generally helping others meet their needs, they can forget to take care of their own. This can lead to physical burnout, emotional exhaustion, and emotional volatility. Twos need to learn that they can only be true service to others if they are healthy, balanced, and centered in themselves. Twos can mistype themselves if they are not in an obvious helper role in their professional lives. They might not recognize the extent of their involvement in assisting others. This is especially true for male twos who have not received the same social rewards for helping as female twos receive. Male twos frequently mistype as ones or threes, the wings of type two. Females of all types are bound to recognize some of the dynamics of type 2 in their personalities. Such qualities have been socially reinforced, which is why they do so. Female 9s, for instance, are especially prone to mistyping as 2s, particularly if they are the mothers of small children, but 9s are self-effacing and humble. 2s are proud and have a strong sense of their own worth. As a type 2, you need approval, recognition, and admiration. Most importantly, you want to be seen as a special friend. You go out of your way to notice what is needed and feel motivated when others acknowledge your efforts and express their appreciation. Sometimes you are so focused on others that you don't pay attention to your own unmet needs and feelings. You may feel that in order to have your needs met by others, you must meet their needs first. As a two, you avoid appearing needy or useless. Secretly, you fear being ignored and you don't want to feel left out or be seen as inconsequential. To be liked, you avoid saying or doing anything that is off-putting or unflattering. You feel much more comfortable giving than receiving. To let yourself receive, you would have to express your own desires, which feels very vulnerable to you. Focused on the needs of others, you may repress your own needs and feel taken for granted. As a two, you are demonstrative and friendly. You are exceptionally gifted at creating and maintaining relationships. 
Emotionally astute, you have a way of creating rapport with even the most difficult people. Soft-hearted and sympathetic, you are sensitive to others and always seem to notice when someone feels sad or is in distress. You intuitively know what is needed in any given situation and always seem to know just the right thing to say and do. Your ability to sense and satisfy others' emotional needs is second to none. You also have the ability to match others and work well in tandem with them. As a two, your vice is pride, believing that you are the one who sees and can give people what they need and want. Though you might not realize it, you may give to people with strings attached. When you offer unsolicited advice or give compulsively, others may perceive you as bossy, overly demonstrative, or manipulative. In an effort to have your needs met, you may promise more than you can deliver or deliver more than you promise. Unconsciously, you may feel needy and want to be taken care of by others. You can become emotional, sullen, or overly dramatic, suffering from psychosomatic illnesses. As a two, your attention goes outward toward being helpful, flattering others, meeting people's needs, and finding someone who can meet your needs. You may be unaware of how much time and energy you spend giving until you feel sad that others are not able to do the same for you. As a two, your spiritual path and your journey is about reclaiming your sense of humility. The pride you feel in giving to others may keep you from learning how to receive or from realizing that you may be giving to get. Giving with expectation is a veiled form of taking. True altruism is selfless. Spiritual growth will come to you when you can acknowledge your own needs and learn to give freely without expecting anything in return. Some famous number twos are Paula Abdul, Alan Alda, Tammy Faye Backer, Bridget Bardot, Harry Belafonte, Leo Buscaglia, Barbara Bush, Barbara Bush, Barbara Bush, Jimmy Carter, Casanova, Glenn Close, Bill Cosby, Barbara DeAngelis, Princess Diana, Celine Dion, John Douglas, Faye Dunaway, The Fairy Godmother, Mia Farrow, Betty Friedan, Kathy Lee Gifford, Danny Glover, Roosevelt Greer, Melanie Griffith, Leona Helmsley, Whitney Houston, Jesus Christ, apparently, Erica Jong, Sally Kellerman, Sally Kirkland, Diane Ladd, Monica Lewinsky, Jerry Lewis, James Lipton, John Lithgow, Jennifer Lopez, Susan Lucci, Madonna, Alma Mahler, Imelda Marcos, Florence Nightingale, Merlin Olson, Yoko Ono, Susie Orman, Eva Perrin, Priscilla Presley, Patsy Ramsey, Sally Jesse Raphael, Nancy Reagan, Della Reese, Lionel Richie, Mr. Rogers, Virginia Satir, Richard Simmons, Danielle Steele, Sally Struthers, Mother Teresa, Marlo Thomas, Richard Thomas, Jennifer Tilly, Tiny Tim, John Travolta, Ivana Trump, Desmond Tutu, Barbara Walters, and Leslie Ann Warren. Type 3, The Achiever. Focused on the presentation of success to attain validation. People of this personality type need to be validated in order to feel worthy. They pursue success and want to be admired. They are frequently hardworking, competitive, and are highly focused in the pursuit of their goals, whether their goal is to be the most successful salesman in the company or the sexiest woman in their social circle. 
They are often self-made and usually find some area in which they can excel and thus find the external appropriation which they so desperately need. Threes are socially competent, often extroverted, and sometimes charismatic. They know how to present themselves. They're self-confident, they're practical, and they're driven. Threes have a lot of energy and often seem to embody a kind of zest for life that others find contagious. They are good networkers who know how to rise through the ranks. But while threes do tend to succeed in whatever realm they focus their energies, they are often secretly afraid of being or becoming losers. Threes can sometimes find intimacy difficult. Their need to be validated for their image often hides a deep sense of shame about who they really are, a shame they unconsciously fear will be unmasked if another gets too close. Threes are often generous and likable, but are difficult to really know. When unhealthy, their narcissism takes an ugly turn and they can become cold-blooded and ruthless in the pursuit of their goals. Because it is central to the type 3 fixation to require external validation, threes often consciously and unconsciously attempt to embody the image of success that is promoted by their culture. Threes get in trouble when they confuse true happiness, which depends on interstates, with the image of happiness which society has promoted. If three has a good job and an attractive mate, she might be willing, through an act of self-deception, which is also self-betrayal, to ignore the inner promptings which tell her that neither her job nor her mate are fulfilling her deeper needs. Even the most successful threes, who generally appear quite happy, often hide a deeply felt sense of meaninglessness. The attainment of the image never quite satisfies. Threes can sometimes mistype themselves when they mistake the more superficial features of their personalities as indicators of their type. So, for instance, an intellectual three might mistype as a five. A three who is devoted to her role as a mother might think she is a two. A three in a leadership position might mistype as an eight, and so on. Regardless of the manifestation, however, the core of the type three fixation is the deep need for external validation. As a three, you need to be the best at whatever you do. You love the sound of applause and the accolades that are given for a job well done. You also need people to praise and acknowledge your achievements. Looking successful in someone else's eyes is what motivates you to push yourself harder and accomplish more. Always one to seek attention through your personal achievements, it is difficult for you to relax, stop being the peacock, and become part of the herd. As a three, you avoid failure nothingness being second best or appealing appearing excuse me appearing like you cannot accomplish what is expected of you you may repress or swallow your emotions seeing them as speed bumps that slow you down on the way to reaching your goals this can cause your emotions to come up and surprise you at unexpected times because you have a tendency to mistake what you do for who you are you can become a human doing instead of a human being you can become anxious and fearful that your carefully crafted image of the successful, on-the-go, efficient doer might be unmasked. You are a true taskmaster. Your virtue is your veracity and sense of industry. Self-confident, energetic, positive, and enthusiastic, you generally excel and reach whatever goal you set. Your efficiency makes you an overachiever who can accomplish a great deal. Often you are the model of success and you have a natural ability to motivate and charm others. You love the natural high that the feeling of success can give and enjoy teaching others how to thrive and achieve their own goals. You are able to help others see what they need to do to polish their image and put their best foot forward. 
Your vice is vanity. You have a a tendency to be overly self-promoting. You can confuse your image with who you really are, engaging in a form of self-deception. As you push harder and harder to complete tasks, you may even appear robot-like because you have begun treating yourself like a machine. Trying to stand out and be number one can be exhausting for you. It can also be hard to ask for help or pay attention to your deeper feelings. You may feel like you always have to greet the world with a smile so that people will smile at you. You also want others to admire you and tell you that you have done a good job. Your attention goes to performance, prestige, and seeking status for approval. Hyper-focused on your audience, you adapt to the expectations of others. You want to be the very image of success wherever you are and whatever you do. Your spiritual journey is to reclaim your sense of honesty and restore your hope. Remember that everyone loves a performer while they are performing, but this is not the kind of love that lasts. Your spiritual growth will come when you learn to be authentic and be true to the moment. Some famous threes are James Baker, Joseph Biden, David Bowie, Dick Clark, Johnny Cochran, David Copperfield, Courtney Cox, Cindy Crawford, Tom Cruise, Nora Ephron, Werner Erhard, Mrs. Debbie Fields, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Bryant Gumbel, Mark Harmon, Jesse Jackson, Michael Jordan, Henry Kissinger, Carl Lewis, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Vince Lombardi, Rob Lowe, Joan London, Allie McGraw, Ellie McPherson, Reba McIntyre, Demi Moore, Queen Noor, Oliver North, Elvis Presley, Burt Reynolds, Anthony Robbins, Diane Sawyer, Arnold Schwarzenegger, William Shatner, Sybil Shepard, O.J. Simpson, Duchess of Windsor-Wallace Simpson, Will Smith, Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone, Sharon Stone, Kathleen Turner, Jean-Claude Van Damme, George Washington, Raquel Welch, Vanessa Williams, Marianne Williamson, Oprah Winfrey, Natalie Wood, Tiger Woods. For my own personal type, we have type four, the individualist, identity seekers who feel unique and different. People of this personality type tend to build their identities around their perception of themselves as being somehow different or unique. They are thus self-consciously individualistic. Fours tend to see their difference from others as being both a gift and a curse. A gift because it sets them apart from those they perceive as being somehow common and a curse as it so often seems to separate them from the simpler forms of happiness that others so readily seem to enjoy. Thus, forests can manage to feel superior to others while also secretly harboring some degree of longing and envy. A feeling of being a member of the true aristocracy alternates with deep feelings of shame and fears of somehow being deeply flawed or defective. Forests are emotionally complex and highly sensitive. They long to be understood and appreciated for their authentic selves, but easily feel misunderstood and unappreciated. They have a tendency to withdraw in the face of a world that seems harsh or crude and are often somewhat moody or temperamental. They're emotionally centered and spend much of their lives immersed in their internal mental landscapes where they feel free to cultivate and analyze their feelings. A desire to manifest this internal world often leads forests to an interest in the arts and some do become actual artists. Whether artistic or not, however, most forests are aesthetically sensitive and concerned with self-expression and self-revelation, 
whether it be in the clothes they wear or in the overall nature of their own idiosyncratic lifestyles. Fours are somewhat melancholic by disposition and under stress tend to lapse into depression. They also tend to be self-absorbed even under the best of circumstances, but when unbalanced, easily give way to a self-indulgence which they perceive as being fully justified as a way to compensate for the general lack of pleasure they experience in their lives. Rather than look for practical solutions to their difficulties, fours are prone to fantasizing about a savior who will rescue them from their unhappiness. Intellectual fours tend to mistakenly type themselves as fives, and a heavy wing can certainly exacerbate this tendency. Fours, however, unlike fives, tend to be self-revealing and comfortable with emotional expression. As a four, you need to be seen as artistic, gifted, and accomplished. You focus on your individuality and on carving your own distinct image. You need to express your deep feelings and want others to validate your emotions. Whether you are organizing your living space to reflect your refined tastes or engaging in an artistic pursuit, it is essential for your sense of well-being that you express your creativity. You avoid feeling lost, disorientated, and without personal significance, meaning, or direction. You also avoid appearing inadequate, defective, or flawed. Most importantly, you have a hidden fear of being emotionally cut off and abandoned. You avoid affectation and anything dull, ordinary, ugly, vulgar, inauthentic, or distasteful. Your greatest strengths are your deep intuition, creativity, and ability to transform painful life experiences into opportunities for profound growth growth and healing. This enables you to identify what is missing, and like a knight on a quest, you search until you find it or you create it. Astute about human nature, you believe that everyone is an individual and that all emotions have value. Profound and insightful, you have an uncanny knack for transforming the dull and the ordinary into the exciting and extraordinary. You are able to see and appreciate what is truly unique, special, and rare. Your vice is envy. You're always worrying that others may have gotten a better deal than you or are being recognized while your talents are being overlooked. Hypersensitive, you can be moody, howdy, and overly emotional, always seeing the grass as greener and the glass half empty. You can be self-absorbed and temperamental and tend to over-personalize all life experiences and interactions with others. Capable of being emotionally manipulating or overly critical, you are often unaware of the impact your emotional nature has on others. Remember that you are like a mystic who sees the river beneath the river and are not just the swamp of your emotions. Your attention goes to searching for meaning, noticing what is missing, feelings of melancholy and nostalgia, and longing for the unavailable. You appreciate the special, the humane, and the beautiful. You like to put your personal signature on everything that you do. Your refined tastes make you a great critic and someone who appreciates the truly exceptional. Your spiritual journey is to connect to original source and create true meaning. Spiritual growth will come to you when you are able to balance your emotional nature with temperance and equanimity. Keep your powerful emotions in check and you can create the kind of life that you want. Some famous type fours are Francis Bacon, John Barrymore, Ingmar Bergman, Peter Bognovich, Marlon Brando, Jackson Brown, Raymond Burr, Kate Bush, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Prince Charles, Eric Clapton, Kurt Cobain, Judy Collins, James Dean, Johnny Depp, Neil Diamond, Isaac Dinesen, Bob Dylan, Judy Garland, Martha Graham, 
Billie Holiday, Lena Horne, Julio Iglesias, Jeremy Irons, Michael Jackson, Jewel, Angelina Jolie, Janis Joplin, Harvey Keitel, Charles Lawton, T.E. Lawrence, Vivian Leigh, Rod McQuinn, Thomas Merton, Joni Mitchell, Jim Morrison, Morrissey, Edward Munch, Liam Neeson, Stevie Nicks, Anais Nin, Nick Nolte, Lawrence Olivier, Edith Piaf, Pink Floyd, Sylvia Plath, Edgar Allan Poe, Prince, Anne Rice, Percy Shelley, Simone Signoret, Paul Simon, Meryl Streep, James Taylor, Spencer Tracy, Vincent Van Gogh, Orson Welles, Tennessee Williams, Kate Winslet, Virginia Woolf. Type 5, The Investigator. Thinkers who tend to withdraw and observe. People of this personality type essentially fear that they don't have enough inner strength to face life, so they tend to withdraw to retreat into the safety and security of the mind where they can mentally prepare for their emergence into the world. Fives feel comfortable and at home in the realm of thought. They are generally intelligent, well-read, and thoughtful, and they frequently become experts in the areas that capture their interest. While they are sometimes scientifically oriented, especially with the six wing, just as many fives are drawn into the humanities, and it is not at all uncommon for fives to have artistic inclinations. Fives are often a bit eccentric, they feel little need to alter their beliefs to accommodate majority opinion, and they refuse to compromise their freedom to think just as they please. The problem for fives is that while they are comfortable in the realm of thought, they are frequently a good deal less comfortable when it comes to dealing with their emotions, the demands of a relationship, or the need to find a place for themselves in the world. Fives tend to be shy, non-intrusive, independent, and reluctant to ask for the help that others might well be happy to extend to them. Fives are sensitive. They don't feel adequately defended against the world. To compensate for their sensitivity, fives sometimes adopt an attitude of careless indifference or intellectual arrogance, which has the unfortunate consequence of creating distance between themselves and others. Trying to bridge the distance can be difficult for fives as they are seldom comfortable with their social skills, but when they do manage it, they are often devoted friends and lifelong companions. Fives are usually somewhat restrained when it comes to emotional expression, but they often have stronger feelings than they let on. Few people know what is going on beneath the surface, as fives have an often exaggerated need for privacy and a deep-seated fear of intrusion. Because of their sensitivity and their fears of inadequacy, fives fear being overwhelmed, either by the demands of others or by the strength of their own emotions. They sometimes deal with this by developing a minimalistic lifestyle in which they make few demands on others in exchange for few demands being made on them. Other fives make their peace with the messiness of life and engage in it more fully, but they almost always retain their fears that life is somehow going to demand more of them than they can deliver. Fives, especially with the four wing, sometimes mistype themselves as fours. Such fives recognize that they have strong emotions and don't identify with the often extremely cerebral portrait of type five. But fives, unlike fours, always retain some degree of discomfort when it comes to the expression of their emotional states. However much facility they may gain with it, I thought I'd get through one, you guys, I did not. 
However much facility they may gain with it, the language of emotion is not their native tongue. As a five, you fear intrusion. You need to keep yourself hidden and camouflaged. However intellectual you may be, you often feel vulnerable and exposed like an animal without fur. You need time alone to recharge and for others to not place high demands on your time or energy. It is essential for your well-being that your mind is clear, your life uncluttered, and that you have the authority and autonomy to control your time. You avoid standing out and or being misinterpreted. You also avoid pretentious or ostentatious displays. You may find small talk or a brainstorming session at work to be an insufferable waste of time. You fear annihilation, contamination, and being fully embodied, as you feel more comfortable being with your thoughts than in your body. Because you prefer to live a life that isn't weighed down by attachments, either material or relational, you also avoid surplus of any kind. The one exception might be a library of resources. Your greatest strengths are your clear objectivity, your instinct, and your penetrating insight that is unfettered by emotions. You have an innate ability to gather information and create systems to assess and categorize data in a clear and concise manner. Mentally astute, you are able to observe, study, and track even the smallest details, often developing expertise in many areas. Underneath your shyness and reserve, you are a kind-hearted and giving person. You are also very loyal to and supportive of those you trust. Your vice is avarice. I don't, I don't, I, this is a first for me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> this can manifest as a greedy hoarding of yourself, your time, your energy, or your things. Be careful of your tendency to observe the world through people. It can keep you isolated and out of touch with human concerns. Be aware of your tendency to withdraw into your ivory tower of ideas. Others may start to see you as arrogant and unfeeling. Being dispassionate and cool as a cucumber is good in an emergency, but hard on relationships. Your attention goes to observing the world, hiding or withholding to protect yourself and gathering information for the purpose of knowing and understanding. Hesitant and reluctant to engage, you search for factual data, seeking reason, logic, and objectivity. Your spiritual path or journey is to reclaim a sense of non-attachment and experience true omniscience, true knowing from a higher source. Spiritual growth will come when you offer freely of yourself to others without fear of incurring obligation and realize that mere information can never be a substitute for true direct knowing. Some famous type fives are St. Thomas Aquinas, Isaac Asimov, Samuel Beckett, the Buddha, Tim Burton, David Byrne, Richard Chamberlain, Agatha Christie, Montgomery Clift, Michael Crichton, Daniel J. Lewis, Rene Descartes, Joan Didion, Joe DiMaggio, Amelia Earhart, Albert Einstein, T.S. Eliot, Ralph Fien, Bobby Fischer, Peter Gabriel, Greta Garbo, Bill Gates, J. Paul Getty, Jane Goodall, H.R. Haldeman, Hildegard of Bingen, Alfred Hitchcock, Anthony Hopkins, Howard Hughes, Ted Kaczynski, Franz Kafka, Jacqueline Kennedy, Onassis, Dean Kuntz, Stanley Kubrick, Gary Larson, Annie Leibovitz, George Lucas, David Lynch, Norman McLean, Robert McNeil, Leonard Malton, Timothy McVeigh, Natalie Merchant, Sam Neill, Georgia O'Keeffe, J. Robert Oppenheimer, Al Pacino, 
Michelle Pfeiffer, John D. Rockefeller Jr., Oliver Sachs, Jean-Paul Sartre, Scrooge, Sister Wendy, George Stephanopoulos, Madeline Stowe, Jules Verne, Max von Sydow, Ken Wilber. All right, so that's it. That's a wrap for part one, which was types one through five. Stay tuned next week, you guys, because I'll cover types six through nine and then some extra additional info. Love you guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Go to iTunes, rate, rate the show, subscribe, review, give a review, a sentence or more. That's all it takes. Um, all those things. And then take the, take the test. Okay. I'm going to add all the links I can into the show notes. It's so much fun. Go out, take this test. Let me know what you get. I am so, I want to hear it. And this episode, before I forget, is dedicated to my sister, Brooke Lair, who is the one who introduced me to the Enneagram. She is a huge advocate for it. She's obsessed with it. She te- She's like me with like everything else but this until now. Now I'm about this as well. But she's like me where she's out there everyone she knows and cares about she's like i want you to take this i want to know what you are so i can understand and then you can't help like when you meet people or when you're reading these types and you think about people from your past you're like yep so and so is this so and so is that earth to brick can be found wherever you go to get your next podcast fix my handle on instagram and facebook is earth to brick podcast emails can be sent to earth to brick dot podcast at gmail.com the podcast website is www.anchor.fm slash earth to brit remember brit is spelled with two t's b-r-i-t-t that's a wrap peace out